humans and other assorted life forms. It is September 13th, 2021. I'm Dave Rubin. This is the Rubin Report direct message. And tomorrow is the big day, the fate of the state of California and perhaps the country will be decided. Yes, I have already voted for my man, Larry Elder. We'll talk about that in just a minute. Yes, that old fella in the White House, Joe Biden, is campaigning for Gavin Newsom here in California today, which perhaps do they think this may not go exactly as they want? And uh, yes, a lot of people are concerned about the legitimacy of the vote. You don't have to show IDs. I did a video on that, which I'll reference uh, a bit more in just a little while. Uh, a lot of people are just kind of worried. And now there's all sorts of videos coming out and it's actually being picked up, believe it or not, by at least local media here in California about some voter irregularities, people getting a bunch of uh, ballots. In one case, a woman confirming that she got five ballots. I talked last week about my buddy Colin Moriarty, who's been on the show a few times, who left California two years ago, got a ballot to vote while he lives in Virginia now. All sorts of crazy stuff. So we're gonna show you a little bit of uh, a video from a local news affiliate on what's going on with voting machines uh, in this area here in Los Angeles. Uh, the second story we're gonna cover today is just like general COVID craziness. There's just so much craziness with vaccine mandates and people saying the reverse of what they said when Trump was in the administration and all of the rest of it. Uh, and uh, now this Fauci guy, remember Fauci? Uh, he's saying that, uh, yeah, he'd be for making sure that if you get on a plane, you are vaccinated. So the creep of this thing just continues. Uh, and then finally, I wanna do a story on uh, Bill Maher. You guys know Bill Maher. He is sort of the last remaining liberal, I suppose. Uh, and he talked on his show this week about why he's always hitting the left. And I was watching the clip and I was just like, man, I've just sort of had it with these last liberals. Like these last liberals who are still pretending that they can't figure out what time it is as the world burns. And I know that uh, a bunch of Bill Maher producers watch the show, so I'll be talking directly to you guys. And as always, I'm willing to talk about this directly to Bill, either on this show or on his show. Uh, but mostly I wanna focus on the election today. And real quick, before we get to any of that, uh, this past weekend, we're gonna show you some, uh, some stills uh, as I'm talking, but this past weekend, I was at the Dan Crenshaw Youth Summit. Of course, Dan Crenshaw, congressman from Texas, and he's just a fantastic guy. Obviously, I've had him on the show. True fighter for America and American values, and you can see it. Just about 2,000 kids at this event. It was just really spectacular. It was mostly high school and college kids, so it was a young audience, and it was just great, first off, to just be back around big crowds and really nobody was wearing masks and I'm sure nobody's gonna die. And Megyn Kelly spoke and Ben Shapiro spoke and Michael Knowles spoke and a, a bunch of people in my circles. And it was nice to see people, Tony Robbins, connected with Tony Robbins, who is who is a, just a great guy and, and a huge, he is a large, large man. Uh, but it was just great to be out and about and see that young people 
are ready to fight. Like, you know, I've talked a little bit about how the generational thing here is a little screwy. The baby boomers don't seem to be letting go. Like Joe Biden and Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer, these people should have nothing to do with controlling our lives at this point. And the idea that they're writing policy that will relate to a young person's life in, in a, such a time of change is just so crazy. So it was just great to see young people that are like excited about America, that realize everything's screwy, that wanna fix things, et cetera, et cetera. Guys, before I get to any of that, uh, I just mentioned in a recent interview how when I took a look back on my first Prager video, my first Prager U video, I was pretty stressed at the time and I can see some like pretty terrible bags under my eyes. I wasn't sleeping a lot, I was stressed, I was getting a lot of hate. You know, I left the left, people were pissed. Uh, I had these bags and, and some puffiness under my eyes that are a problem for millions of American men and women until now. Introducing the new GenuCell Serum with plant stem cell technology from Shomini. Susan from New Jersey wrote, I've been using GenuCell for a couple months. The puffiness around my eyes is gone. Even the crow's feet and the small lines have disappeared and haven't come back. I love your product. I use it under my eyes, around my cheekbones and on my eyelids. Not only Susan, folks, and with their immediate effects, you'll see results in the first 12 hours or your money back. They guarantee it. Order now and get 50% off all GenuCell packages during the final days uh, of their end of summer clearance sale at lovegenuCell.com slash Dave. Again, that's love, G-E-N-U-C-E-L dot com slash Dave. LovegenuCell.com slash Dave. And now back to me. Okay, so let's talk about the election. Look, I've, I've given this thing everything I got. I know Biden's here today and Obama's putting out ads for Newsom and he had Kamala Harris here and Elizabeth Warren here and Bernie's tweeting about it and AOC's tweeting about it. But Larry Elder's got me, he's got Scott Baio, he's got Rose McGowan, he's got John Voigt, he put out a video yesterday and I like our chances, okay? But yes, it does feel like that the machine in California, this is just what people feel. And, and you may go, okay, well facts don't care about your feelings. But there's a problem if half the people in the country or in any given state don't feel that the machinery is going to allow for a legitimate election. And that's what a lot of people feel. Everyone that I've talked, I kid you not, I think every single person that has approached me either this past weekend at the Crenshaw event or when I'm out and about here in Cali, everyone in the last couple weeks that approaches me about the election, they say the same thing. Do you think Larry has a chance? My answer is always yes, right? Like there is a chance, like there is, there is energy, there is pushback, like it's here, he's the right guy. That's why the media hates him so much. That's why they're bringing in the, the, the big guns to stop him. But then the second question is, will they fix it? Or what will they do? Or how corrupt is California? It's always the same, it's some version of the same question. And I don't know what the answer to that is. Uh, if you haven't seen it yet, we posted a video over the weekend where I took my entire team out to vote. So a whole bunch of us went out to vote. We voted at our local polling station here. I put my paper ballot in four times, so it's an electronic screen, but you have a paper ballot that you have to put in. I put it in four times, it rejected it four times, then kicked me out of the system. So the system then reset, it, my paper came out and it was completely misprinted. You can see the video for yourself, it's on YouTube. Right now you can see that the printer sort of went over itself, so the QR code got all screwed up. The system reset, now they did let me vote again, but I think an awful lot of people, that might have happened to them and they wouldn't have even realized that their vote did not count. Now, one of the guys at the polling station said he knew me. I couldn't tell if that meant he liked me or not, but like, okay, so I'm telling you something and we show photographic evidence in the video, so I'm not making this up. Um, you have to press in California, at least at the polling station I went to, to get to Larry Elder's name 
on the ballot, you have to press more. It's an electronic screen, like an iPhone screen. You have to press more eight times. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight to find Larry Elder's name. I'm just putting that out there. I'm not saying that's voter fraud. I'm just saying like if you were, uh, you know, if you wanted people to not really figure out exactly what to do and pe some people are saying it's random, I don't know. Uh, so all that happened and then I wanna bring up one other thing and then we're gonna show you some, some video from a local uh, LA affiliate here that's, that's tracking some of this stuff. Um, one of the poll guys at the place that we went to told one of my employees that the machines, the electronic machines that you're putting the paper into, that they actually don't count votes. Hmm, the machines don't count votes. Well, guys, what could they possibly do? What he told us was that the machines track that you voted so that you can't vote somewhere else. Now, that, that seems pretty good, even though, guys, guess what? You don't have to show an ID. I did not have to show an ID. I could be anybody. But that's all the machines do. That's what the pollster at the place that we voted told us that all it's doing is confirming that you voted there so that you can't then go to another place, although you could just pretend you were someone else since you don't have to show ID, but that's the idea that they then count them after. Now we know since you don't have to show an ID, and I'm pretty sure there are no cameras, like what are all the firewalls? What are all the systems that are in place to make sure that you don't have a bunch of activists that are count counting votes and aren't just gonna throw things away? I have no idea. I have no idea. So that's why I'm just saying, I personally don't have tremendous confidence, and I think it's wise to ask some of these questions. And meanwhile, now there is some video coming out of a couple local affiliates that other people in California are having some problems voting with lots of ballots showing up, people going to places where it says they voted already and a whole bunch more. Uh, let's take a look at some video. We spoke with several concerned voters here in the West San Fernando Valley who believe something wonky had been going on at places like El Camino Real Charter High School in Woodland Hills. This place opened up as an early polling location, open 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. daily, but several people tell us they showed up to vote this morning in the special California governor recall election and were told that computers showed they had already cast their ballots. So what? Staffers, they say, were apologetic and helpful, but those voters we talked to are extremely concerned, suspicious, and wanting answers. Okay, so none of this is necessarily evidence of anything, but you know, a lot of people were concerned about the presidential election. When you tell people that you don't have to show IDs, when you don't have cameras confirming that we're gonna count this stuff honestly, when the machines themselves don't count and you leave it to humans, as I was just told at the place I voted, like what level of faith should we have in the system? And you know, the other problem is once you break that faith, like that incredible bond in a, in a democracy where people vote, that bond that, oh, one person, one vote, your vote will count. Once you break that, once that, once that meme is in the system, like, oh, maybe it isn't right, well then everything else will start collapsing on top of that. And we do seem to be in this time of things collapsing, right? We're all feeling that. And it's partly like a system only works if enough of us have faith in that system. Um, so when they tell you you don't have to show IDs and the rest of it, it's like, are they trying to actually just break the faith in the system? I think that's possible. Uh, if you want, I, although I'd never recommend anyone spend any time on Twitter, uh, I have tweeted out some other uh, stuff related to 
questions about the election and I've asked people to tag me in things so that I can just amplify. If you are watching this right now and you got two ballots or you got ballots out of state or the, I mentioned the people that I met the other night who moved to Vegas and they both got ballots in Vegas even they don't live in California anymore. If you have any evidence of any of this stuff, uh, please email it to us. Well, you could email it to us at support at rubenreport.com and we'll, we'll send it to the right people or put it out on Twitter so I can amplify it immediately. And again, I am not a journalist. I am one guy trying to tell you what I think about the world and, uh, and I have a voice and a, and a platform, at least for now, to do that. So that's, that's what I'm trying to do. And if you have not voted, please go vote if you live in California. Like, despite all of this, like, just go vote and vote in person. You know, they're letting people print ballots at home. It's all so freaking ridiculous. But guys, we have to have hope. We have to see that star in the distance. And there's always a chance. And it seems to me, them sending Biden here and the fact that Obama put out a video and everything else, it's kind of like they have to be at least a little bit nervous. And just the awful way, if for no other reason, if you, have, if you can't think of one reason to vote, if you like the homelessness, if you like the drug use on the streets, if you like the high taxes and the high housing prices, if you like all that stuff, um, maybe just do it because of the way they've treated Larry Elder, that the media has treated him horribly, consistently saying that he's far right and that he's gonna kill kids and a monkey costume woman, a gorilla costume woman's throwing eggs at him and, and they're calling him a white supremacist and the horrible way that they treat him, if, if, for, if you can't think of any other reason to say yes on this recall and vote for Larry Elder. How about just to stick it to the media? That, that would be good enough. All right, let's talk about this COVID situation because as I said, I was just in Texas and in Texas, you know what? A couple people were wearing masks and God bless them. It's your choice to put anything on your face if you'd like to and it's your choice to be injected with anything if you'd like to. I'm cool with that, that's just fine. You just can't tell me what to do with my body, which used to be a thing that the lefties would say. Uh, but there's all sorts of crazy things happening uh, now related to COVID. First, I want to show you, um, well, on a more somber note for just a moment, obviously this past weekend, Saturday, was uh, the 20th anniversary of 9-11. Uh, as many of you know, I wrote about it in my book and I've talked about it a few times here. I was in New York City uh, during 9-11. Uh, I did a video that we posted on Locals just about what it was like to be in New York City at the time. And, uh, and obviously it's a solemn time. And you know, it's, it's hard to imagine that 20 years later, sort of here's where America's at after that horrific thing. Uh, the reason I'm mentioning 9-11 related to COVID is that they, at one of the memorials, they had Obama there and they had Biden and, and Clinton. Bill Clinton looks like death walking right now, by the way. Um, but anyway, here's Joe Biden. I want you to just see what he does here. If you don't think that masks and all of this nonsense is nonsense, take a look at this video. Watch what he does related to he has the mask, takes off. Well, watch it. The murderers, look, the murderers. Okay, so there's a couple things that happened there. First off, the reason that that video went viral was not because of what happened with the mask, it was because of the people booing him and the guy that yelled, <laughs> don't, don't sniff him, meaning Biden walked with the mask 
He has the mask on. Then when he gets close to the people to shake their hands, what does he do? He takes the mask down, he touches the person, right? He shakes a hand, and then what's the thing? Then he, he kisses his own hand. Can we just, come on. Terrible, terrible. Don't sniff him. Terrible. What, regardless of your feelings on masks in general and vaccines and everything else, what would be the one thing that maybe you wouldn't want to do once you shake somebody's hand if we're to believe that this pandemic is as bad as you want? Especially if you're a, what, 79-year-old guy with, uh, I don't want to say dementia, old person's syndrome. Like, he's got some problems. Even the way you see he walks there. Like, this guy's not in good shape. He takes the mask down when he gets close to someone. He shakes their hand and he kisses his hand. If, imagine if Trump did that. Imagine if that was Trump impeachment, lead of CNN, all the usual nonsense that you know about. Uh, all right, let's show you video two here. Are we gonna go right to, to Fauci now? Is that what we're doing? Which one? Oh, okay, so let's, let's do a little bit more on uh, Biden. So here's just a little bit of a compilation. This is from RNC Research of Kamala and Biden saying things about vaccines uh, before they were the president and vice president. Enjoy. So let's just say there's a vaccine that is approved and even distributed before the election. Would you get it? Well, I think that's gonna be an issue for all of us. If and when the vaccine comes, and it's not likely to go through all the tests that needs to be and the trials that are needed to be done. When we finally do, God willing, get a vaccine, who's gonna take the shot? Who's gonna take the shot? You can be the first one to say, put me, sign me up. They now say it's okay. And the question of whether it's real when it's there, that requires enormous transparency. You got to make all of it available to other experts across the nation so they can look and see. So there's consensus, this is a safe vaccine. If the president announced tomorrow we have a vaccine, would you take it? Only if it was completely transparent that other experts in the country could look at it. Only if we knew all of what went into it. If Donald Trump can't give answers and administration can't give answers to these three questions, the American people should not have confidence. But if Donald Trump tells us I should that we should take it, I'm not taking it. You know, if it was hard for you to watch those clowns say those things, that if they said those things now, they'd probably be banned from Twitter or, you know, just kicked out of polite society. If it's hard for you to watch that, we have to watch it a couple times when we're setting up the show. And my director, Connor, turned to me in the middle of that one and said, how is this guy president? Like, that's what we're all realizing. How is this guy president? I actually don't even think he's president. I mean, I know it says it on his desk or on the paper that he's always looking at. Like, I believe he was sworn in as president of the United States, but he's obviously not the guy in charge. Anyway, the point is, when Trump was the one that was doing Operation Warp Speed and we're going to get everybody vaccinated and everything else, uh, Kamala Harris, I don't trust it. I don't trust Trump. Joe Biden, who would trust this? It has to be transparent. Do you feel that everything feels transparent right now? Like, the level of lies with these people is absolutely extraordinary and they know they can do it because the media runs cover for them. And I would say the bigger problem at this point, and I think my track record on this has been pretty good, is that it's never going to stop until we stop it. And I don't even know exactly what that means through elections or just like some sort of national divorce or whatever else, but meaning you could watch videos from, I think probably by the end of March of 2020, where I kept saying the old world is not coming back. And it's becoming very, very clear that's not coming back. Like it's gone, it's gone. Try to remember your life. If you can, I'll do a five seconds of silence here. Try to remember your life back in January of 2020. Do you even remember it? 
it's kind of hard, right? It's kind of hard to remember what it was like before this, but I know it was better than this nonsense that we're dealing with now. And they're just gonna keep coming. And if you don't think so, well, here's uh, Fauci now talking about mandating that everyone who gets on a plane should have to wear a mask. If we get the overwhelming proportion of the population vaccinated, we will get to herd immunity. If we do it in the next six months, it will happen in the next six months. If we do it in the next two months, it'll happen in the next two months. I would support that if you want to get on a plane and travel with other people that you should be vaccinated. When you hear us say, should you mandate vaccination for children to be able to attend school, some people say, oh my goodness, that would be terrible to do that. But we already do that and have been doing that for decades and decades. I don't know what school you went to, but the school that I went to, you had to be vaccinated for measles, mumps, rubella, polio, or otherwise you couldn't go to school. So it is not something new to mandate vaccines for school children. The solution that we have at our hands is vaccines. <sighs> measles, mumps, and rubella kill people, including young people. COVID does not. Again, I don't wanna send anyone to Twitter, but go look at my Twitter. I just retweeted something by Congressman uh, Massey from Kentucky about the ages of people that are dying and young people are just simply not dying. I know that makes people upset when you say that, but they're not, they're not dying. Young people have immunity, healthy people have immunity. We never talk about stop being a fat fuck and eat right and take care of yourself and try medicine, uh, try eating right, you know, not drinking all the time, not taking drugs, not abusing yourself and you might be okay, your immunity might be okay. Uh, notice how they've also changed the language. It was two weeks to flatten the curve. Now it's quite literally almost two years later. It's over a year and a half later. And it's, we don't talk about flattening the curve. Nobody even, if you were even to say flatten the curve, like if someone was to bring that up on CNN, they, they wouldn't even know what to do with it. But we went from two weeks to flatten the curve to literally he's saying in two months, if everyone gets vaccinated, we'll have herd immunity, or it could be in six months if everyone gets vaccinated, we'll have herd immunity. They're just pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing. And by the way, explain something else to me. I was just on a plane this weekend. Michael, were you on a plane with me? Michael was on a plane with me. Michael, I want you to shout out if I'm lying about what I'm about to say. When you get on a plane, they play a video. And you know what's on that video? First, they show you how to put on a seatbelt because I mean, how can you figure out how to put on a seatbelt without, uh, you know, some very smiley woman telling you how to do it? Uh, but then, you know what they tell you? How safe air travel is. And they're spraying that fucking plane. And they're, everything's being sprayed. And there's a green spray gun. And they're spraying it. And they give you other antimicrobial stuff to put you walk in. They hand you something to, you know, wipe down your seat. It's a very clean thing. Isn't it interesting, and correct me if I'm wrong, Michael, feel free to yell at me again. Has anyone uh, proven that uh, COVID is spreading on planes? They're telling us it's like the safest freaking thing and they're killing 99.9999999999% of all the germs that are getting on the planes. And they do something with the air. They always tell you that. I don't, do you remember what they say about the air? They're doing something fancy. They do some sort of fancy thing with the air as well. But now, oh, Lord Fauci, who's gotten everything wrong. Lord Fauci, who, as you remember in that secret email, told his friends that masks don't work. And Fauci, who in a video said that actually they might not work because there's spaces in the masks for the germs to get out. And, and actually it turns out that you touch your face much more, much like old Joe in that video. He was touching his face and then he took the mask down. Then he shook someone's hand, then he kissed his hand. It's all bullshit. Do you get it yet? Everybody, holy cow, somebody, bleh. Um, 
so all of that. And then, uh, yeah, so if we'll get to herd immunity in two months, if you do what we want in two months. So it was a year and a half. Now we have two months for you to do what you want. Or it'll be six months, or it'll be eight months, or it'll be 14 years, or we're just going to kill all of you. We'll, we'll see what, what's what. <laughs> Ridiculous. All right, we've got a little bit more here. Um, should we do the, the other Fauci video? We'll do the other Fauci video, right? Yeah, so this is Fauci. Yeah, let's do this. This is Fauci in 2020 uh, talking about vaccine mandates. Let's see if he's changed his thoughts. So I'm a physician. I see patients in my hospital right literally out the window here across the hall at the NIH Clinical Center. During the flu season, the administration of the hospital mandates that I have to get a flu vaccine. Otherwise, I won't be able to see patients the way I usually do. That has not happened ever, to my knowledge, at a national level or even at a state level. So I could see individual institutions mandating a vaccine. I don't see it on a national level, merely because of all the situations you have upon encroaching upon a person's freedom to make their own choice of their own health. Whoa. Who is that guy? Somebody lock him up. He's concerned about the encroaching uh, freedoms that it might be if you tell somebody what they should do related to their own health. That Put that guy in a mental institution. By the way, when he's saying that he that where he works, they have to mandate it because he works at the flu center. You know what I mean? But now they're mandating it for all of the, these federal employees, although we'll get to the caveats in just a second, uh, and for contractors uh, that work with the United States government. So we've got something from Newsweek here, and this is uh, a little bit of what's happened over the last couple of days. President Joe Biden's new vaccine mandates for federal employees don't apply to members of Congress or those who work for Congress or the federal court system. Please come back to me for just a moment. Do you realize how absurd this is? They pass laws that they don't use on themselves, that they don't feel should affect their lives and their staff. If they're doing something that is so good and it is so just and it is so right for all of us, well, why wouldn't you want all of the Congress members and their staffs to be vaccinated? Aren't politicians super important? Like, we really need these people. I can't have some young, uh, you know, intern walking into Congress and infecting AOC. We need that woman. Let's continue. Biden issued two executive orders on Thursday requiring vaccination against COVID for federal workers and contractors who work for the federal government. He also asked the Department of Labor to issue an emergency order requiring businesses with more than 100 employees to ensure their workers are vaccinated or tested on a weekly basis. So you, I, I know you guys know about some of this already. Uh, there's all sorts of lawsuits starting with some of this. I'm thrilled to say you guys know we partner up and distribute the show with The Blaze. The Blaze has already said, Tyler Carden, who's a fantastic CEO, has already said they will not abide by this and they're looking into legal means. Jeremy Boring over at The Daily Wire is doing the same thing. There's plenty of other companies doing it. I also want to mention that when I was on the plane uh, on Saturday, that a guy tapped me on the shoulder sitting behind me, said he was a big fan, told me that he was actually a pilot on United, and he is uh, in a group of 3,000, 3,000, that's not a small number, 3,000 employees of United, not just pilots, but across the board, uh, who are being told that if they do not get vaccinated, they will be put on unpaid leave, I think he said starting October 7th. Um, so let's not pretend that everybody is happy about this. And by the way, what happens when, say, 3,000 employees of an airline 
get put on unpaid leave. Well, first off, in essence, you're firing them. You're saying, well, you don't have to come to work, but we're not paying you, so you're firing these people. Does that feel right to you guys? This was a perfectly healthy young man, okay? He happened to be a fighter in the, he was in the Air Force before this, okay? This was, this was a good, decent American. Um, so what do you think might happen? Do you think we might have to start having more delays? Do you think, I don't know, we're getting rid of people that check the planes for safety and all sorts of stuff, but we're just not gonna pay them. We're not gonna lay them off because we're not bad guys. We're just not gonna pay them and they don't have to uh, come to work. That, that would be something. Um, what do I have here? The CDC originally required that 67% of the population be vaccinated to achieve herd immunity. Uh, now they're saying 80% minimum because of Delta. Where's that coming from? Can you give me a? That, that's directly from the CDC, okay. So you got that when I, I mean, I didn't even know this until Michael just threw this up for me right here, but you see what I mean about everything moving? Two weeks to flatten the curve. We need 67% of you to be vaccinated for herd immunity. Now we need 80% uh, because Delta's scary. And then now there's, they're talking about the Mu, M-U variant. Yes, that's coming too. Oh God, all right, all right, all right. Let's talk about the lefties because I've got to calm down and I love those people. So look, there, there's a couple decent liberals left. There's, there's not really many of them and most of you know my story and I generally like decent liberals, not woke progressive maniacs, but the few decent liberals that remain. I come from a family of what I would say are old school JFK liberals for the most part. These people exist, but many of them I would say at this point have woken up and have said, you know what? I don't agree with everything on the conservative side of things. I think abortion is one that a lot of them are really concerned about. Most of them have moderate beliefs on, uh, on when you can do an abortion, say 12 weeks, something like that. That's what I lay out in my book and I know conservatives don't agree with that and yet I still get invited to conservative events and they don't throw eggs at me while wearing gorilla masks. Um, so I think most decent liberals at this point have seen what time it is and are leaving. And the progressives can have their increasingly small group of hysterical lunatics that just have a lot of power because they scream and they control the institutions. Well, then there's guys like Bill Maher. Bill Maher, who I've, I've admired for 30 years probably, really since I was probably like 12 or something and I started watching Politically Incorrect and I was getting into stand-up comedy. And he's been the champion of, of liberalism, right? And even right now, he fights against wokeism, he fights for free speech, so he's right on a lot of these things, but he is struggling to figure out what time it is. And he sort of addressed that on the show. So let, let's play the video and then I will analyze the chat. Um, to me, when people say to me sometimes like, boy, you know, you go after the left a lot these days. Why? I'm like, because you're embarrassing me. <laughs> That's why I'm going after the left in a way you never did before. Because you're inverting things that I, I'm not going to give up on being liberal. This is what these teachers are talking about, that, that you're taking children and making them hyper aware of race in a way they wouldn't otherwise be. I mean, I, I saw last night on the football game, uh, Alicia Keys saying, lift every voice and sing, which now I hear is called the Black National Anthem. Now, maybe we should get rid of our national anthem, but I think we should have one national anthem. I think when you go down a road where you're having two different national anthems, colleges sometimes now have, many of them have different graduation ceremonies for black and white, separate dorms. This is what I mean, segregation. You've inverted the idea. We're going back to that under a different name. Bill, you have to understand what's going on here. First off, I just wanna 
say thank you for repeating everything that I was saying five years ago, right? I've been screaming about this stuff for five years. Watch my Why I Left the Left video from PragerU from five years ago, okay? So that's nice, and I know that your guys watch my show, so I'll talk directly to the producers of the show. Everything that Bill said there is now conservative. Yes, we shouldn't have two national anthems. I don't know what he meant by we should maybe change our national anthem. No, we shouldn't. Um, but yes, they're teaching racism in school. They're teaching this hyper-racialized thing in school. It's coming. There's no liberals to stand up for this stuff. And then he brings on people like Adam Schiff on his show. And it's obvious that he supports a guy like Adam Schiff. And we see this with all the liberals. A guy like Bill, uh, like Joe Rogan, for example. And these are not, I'm, I'm really trying not to make these personal attacks. I'm trying to talk about this in the idea set of what these guys talk about. Joe Rogan, uh, in, in an odd sense, did the right thing because he was a Bernie supporter, which made no sense, right? Makes no, in my view, it makes no sense to be a Bernie supporter. You sit down with people like Jordan Peterson and all these brilliant people for years and years and years, and at the end, when it came down to it for the presidency, you were supporting, uh, you were supporting Bernie Sanders. Makes no sense. But Joe Rogan, when he signed the $100 million deal, which I'm told is a lot more than $100 million with Spotify, he lived in California. And you know what he did right before he signed the deal? He left. He went to Texas. But the thing that he was telling everybody to vote for, that he's voting for, Bernie Sanders, was to raise taxes on everybody, especially people like him. So the, the liberals, in this sense, they're all still confused. They're looking at their watch, and a watch should be right twice a day, but they can't seem to ever get it right. They can't seem to ever get it right. So it's like, Bill Maher, take the last step here. I get it, you're in Hollywood. You've, you've made your career on being a liberal. That is, that is a lofty goal and a worthwhile thing. Trust me, I get it more than most people. But at this point, unless you're willing to say, I will not support any Democrats, it doesn't mean the Republicans are great, but everything you believe in is now a Republican principle. Now, if you really still think that high taxation makes sense, if you really still think that handouts make sense and of affirmative action makes sense and some of that stuff, well then we just gotta keep teaching you a little bit. But I don't even think he believes in that stuff. I've seen him talk to, to Ben Shapiro. He doesn't really disagree. I, I, we could send him a couple Thomas Sullivan videos. I don't think he disagrees with that, but I get it. His whole brand, and again, this isn't an attack on him. His brand is, I've been the liberal, like conservatives, and this is, was also the dangerous. If you keep saying that everybody else, the conservatives, they're always racist and bigots and backwards, and, and in Bill's case, they're also believers, right? They're believers, they're religious, so they must be idiots, which is also a big problem that the liberals have, and they better freaking get over it. Um, well, now I, he's painted himself in a corner, so he can't really do anything. So anyway, to the producers that I know watch this, which is why Bill repeats everything that I say all the time, because even the stuff right there about national anthems and all that, like, yeah, I was doing it months ago. It's like, Bill's welcome here. We'll do it unedited. I'm happy to be on his show. I'm not attacking him. I don't even really want to be on the show anymore. I've been canceled a couple of times. I, I'm sort of like, it doesn't even, it's not even about me. I don't actually, I, I sort of retract that. It doesn't even matter. Um, but these last liberals, it doesn't make sense. I saw even that Sam Harris uh, while I was gone off the grid, that he basically tweeted out something to the effect of he's, he's swallowing his words related to supporting Biden. It's like, yeah, we all knew this was gonna happen, but you guys were so afraid of being called scary conservatives. So you'd rather vote to destroy everything that America is, but show me a Democrat willing to stand up to, against this stuff. So you can't support Adam Schiff. You can't tell people to vote, vote for Bernie Sanders. You can't sit there as the world burns and your, your entire side has collapsed and go, ah, you're making liberals look bad. It's like, no, liberals made liberals look bad, right? Like, like come on, Bill, come on, Bill. Anyway, guys, I have an extremely busy day today and then a bananas busy day tomorrow. I'm on like 87 shows talking about the election. I'm actually headed right now. Uh, what show am I doing on Fox this afternoon? Which one? 
which, which uh, am I doing newsroom? What's the afternoon show that I'm doing? Somebody help me here. I'm doing one of the afternoon shows on Fox. They're taping live on location in Los Angeles. So I'm leaving here. What is it, newsroom? Oh, Martha McCallum. I'm doing Martha McCallum show. You see, it's been, I've been busy uh, doing Martha McCallum's show. So we're heading out, we're going there. So I'll be live on Fox, I think in about an hour from now, maybe an hour and a half or so. Uh, guys, part two of my interview with Rose McGowan, who by the way, did a press conference with Larry Elder this weekend. I didn't even talk about that. She's got the freaking email where Gavin Newsom's wife says, what can Harvey Weinstein's lawyer do for you? What do you think a lawyer can do for, for, Har for Rose McGowan, a rape victim? And right, it's like, she's literally got the email. She released the email. Gavin Newsom is saying that this is a completely fabricated story. It's like, look at Rose's Twitter feed. The emails are there. So part two is up right now. My full interview with Tucker Carlson is up, as I've said a couple of times. It's like, it's just Tucker in a way you haven't seen him before. And, and I think you'll really enjoy it if you haven't seen it. And uh, I'm almost at a million Twitter followers, which makes me think that my days on Twitter are almost done. Like they can't let me keep tweeting about all the stuff I'm tweeting about, and big tech is just deeply, deeply evil. So if you haven't joined us at rubenreport.locals.com, it's absolutely free to create account and view most of the content. You just gotta pay a couple bucks if you wanna you know, directly communicate with me and be part. We now do live chat also. So there right now in the Ruben Report app, in the Locals app, at the Ruben Report community, uh, we have people live chatting about the show. So you guys talking to each other, it's much better than live chat on YouTube, which is a psychotic bed of scum and villainy. Anyway, big day, vote for Larry Elder if you haven't. Vote twice, vote three times, who cares? Get out there, do it, see ya. Thanks for tuning in everybody. Be sure to subscribe and rate this podcast. And don't forget you can watch my direct messages live on Blaze TV and YouTube every weekday at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern. And of course, if you wanna connect with me personally and get early access to my sit-down interviews, join rubenreport.locals.com.